Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees Podcast, Season 7, Episode 10. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About Sites. And I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. gents hello last episode of the season that's right so you all fired up oh yes yes can i hit the table uh, no oh. we don't we don't do it anyway there you go so we, we don't spend all this money on expensive microphone kit i need to be knocking it around rife blanford's looking particularly on it this week i'm i'm re- ready and raring to go ready and raring it's on to it go. like janet exactly you know, and for, for listeners who are interested in behind the scenes coverage rife blanford is sporting Two cushions this week to in, in, enhance his proximity to the microphone. It's uh, <laughs> not sitting on them. No, but he's he's, he's propped himself up so he. What can, are you he, trying to say, Ewan? He's propped himself up so he can be close to the microphone, right? So, so he can get this sorted. So, Rafe Blanford, welcome to the podcast. It's, it's interesting to see the rest of you now, just emerging from behind the microphone. <laughs> did you miss me, by the way, from the other episode? Where, where did you go? I was. I, I wasn't here. You know, physically. Do you not remember? You weren't here for episode was it eight? Eight. eight. Yes, that's right. And now uh, we could pr- we can reveal reveal that uh, episode nine was already in the bag. That's <gasps> a secret that we sometimes record them and have them out stored away out of yes. order. I know. Don't tell anyone. This is our secret. You, us, and fifteen thousand listeners. Yes. Can I make a comment about the tool though? To, oh, a moment. A, mo- yes. a moment. A moment's thought. Go on then. Right. Who was that guy that said? Uh, the podcast last week wasn't uh, wasn't very good. Or was it, no, he said he was missing me. It did, that was I thought that was nice. Somebody yeah. tweeted you on the Twitters to say that they missed you it, on the it, podcast. It was kind of like a backhanded compliment, really, because it, well, it, no, it, it wasn't. Did, I'll, it, I'll need it did, to read it. It out. did suggest that you perhaps he wasn't enamoured with your contribution. Basically, in previous episodes. Listeners, yeah, basically he called me a tool. Uh, let's just get it right now. Why did he call me a tool? Because he refuses you to fix things. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, wait a minute. I, I'm expecting some kind of, oh, that's absolute nonsense. Why is he doing oh, that? Oh, I mean, that's both... absolute nonsense. <laughs> Come on, Rafe, we agreed. You'd, you'd, you'd do the impassioned defence and I'd play back up here. <laughs> I, I mean, I really was very surprised to see a comment like that. Oh, yeah, yes. I yes, appreciate, right. and I'm sure the readers do too, readers, the readers. audience even. The, the, right, I said I'd mention him. Realise right. just how important and vital part of the trio that is 361. And it's, you know, it starts with a three for a reason. It does, it does. Okay, uh, Michael Warner. Thanks, Mike. Um, uh, why is it that when Ewan is on, I think he is an utter tool? Um, that must be a euphemism where he's from for uh, important else. member of the team. But, <laughs> but I miss him when he is not there. Big smiley. Yeah, we, we missed you as well, but that's because you normally buy dinner. Yeah, I mean, I, I really miss being screamed at from the other side of the table. Apologist! I, I did my best. I did my best, and I, I tried to use my Ewan McLeod soundboard that you had provided, but there just there weren't sufficient opportunities in a very Sorry. sensible, reasoned conversation to <laughs> hurl abuse at one of my close friends. Well, let me uh, hurl some abuse at uh, Mike and say, Mike, uh, very kind of you for mentioning me. And we, we value all feedback. We, we do indeed. Thank you, Mike. We do indeed. Thank you for listening. Please keep listening. And I'm very... Very expensive. Very expensive. A very expensive tool. Okay. Um, have we any like news? We've, we've better than Black and Decker. We've done a, we've done a lot of chat, but yeah. have we any news? Uh, I got a new car. You had a new car at the beginning yes. of episode eight. Yeah, no, but I've actually got it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but this particular model does it only does tune in, and it doesn't do the podcast in tune in on the radio on the media center things. So it's a bit annoying. So hopefully, the next one that's arriving will have that in it. Just get it. Just plug your iPhone in. Rafe Blanford, yeah. any news from you? Uh, I've recently 
been playing with a dual SIM device, which I thought wouldn't actually be particularly helpful. But then I realized that living in the middle of uh, the countryside where there's only reception from one operator, it was quite helpful because I could just take one phone with me, but still then have the uh, second operator and the calls appear once I got some signal. There you go. And I don't have any news. Nothing exciting has happened. Oh, I've, I, I've started a new job. You, you, you've now started your new job. That's right. Because So episode eight, I was coming to you live from the car park at uh, Nationwide HQ in Swindon. So hello, Nationwide. They're all very nice people. How exciting. Yeah. And uh, being, a, being a Nationwide customer. Are, are, are you a Nationwide member? I'm a Nationwide. We don't have customers. Well, okay, I'm a Nationwide member. Yep. And uh, that means that uh, every penny they spend on you is... Could have been given to me in interest or uh, in, in a discount on my mortgage. So uh, I hope they spend that money wisely. Well, the compliance policies probably prohibit me, prohibit me from from making uh, any comment. We're in yes. serious, dangerous territory here. <laughs> Thanks. There we uh, go. So yeah, um, carry on. Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> you, you and McLeod have decided it's time to move on. Rafe Blanford, what are we talking about this week? This last week of series seven. Well, we thought we'd talk a little bit about tablets because they've been in the news recently and that they're sort of going away. No one's buying tablets anymore. There's been declining sales of the iPad. So kind of a broad question to answer is, are, are tablets irrelevant now? Are they going away? I... Come Am on I, then, Ben, come on. Well, that's, 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 that's that was two seconds of silence. Uh, it's a good job I edit this, isn't it? Yes. Be, it'll be one second of silence by the time they edit it. Right. I, I was going to say, anecdotally, I don't think so. My, my sense from observing the UK market with the gift of my eyes is that they're not going away. In fact, it looks to me like they are, uh, they are increasing uh, numbers and, and we see them in more places. So this is a very clumsy way of saying... I see them in supermarkets now, and I see them in... I mean, being sold in supermarkets, being used. Sorry, being sold. In, so I yeah. see them in, in being retailed in lots of different places. And so take, for example, we talked about Tesco's Huddle mm -hmm. device. Um, very low cost, you know, it's being sold in a supermarket where you wouldn't necessarily have thought to have gone and bought a tablet before. You remember we talked about the episode yes. about buying uh, young people tablets. But we talked about it just before Christmas, I think, in the last Yeah, season. the one where you're both wrong. Actually, I, I am now prepared to admit... That I was wrong in that you, episode, and um, I, I can tell you that because feels good. Feels good. If feels good, but I can tell you that for why. Go on. Because the uh, the cheap Samsung tablet. What did that do? Did it break? Yep. It's completely stopped working. Completely foot dead naked. And Steve Jobs says you're doing it wrong. So yeah. while while Ben is wrong, the rest of the public is actually ignoring his advice because the kind of share of iPads is now down to around the 30% mark, mm. having previously been at 80%. So when we used to talk about tablets, we, it, it meant iPads. Yes. And that, that's changed now. But, you know, to kind of give an answer to the, the question, the reason people are talking about this is because iPad sales have plateaued. And actually, that's generally true for tablet sales in general, but maybe to a lesser extent. Um, this is to the extent that we've seen about a, a 9% a decrease year over year in iPad sales. They're actually selling fewer iPads in the last quarter than they did a year ago. Um, it's probably worth addressing some of the reasons for that. Mm. But what you've got effectively is an S-shaped curve in terms of the volume of sales. And it contrasts with smartphones, which have been a kind of a hockey stick curve. And only just now we start to see the evidence that the kind of growth in smartphone sales is 
starting to to slow down and obviously tablets are much earlier on that curve what makes that what makes the bump so when you when you talk about an s-shaped curve or a hockey stick curve so hockey stick is the one where it kind of takes off slowly and then suddenly accelerates and just keeps going up and up and up and you can't sort of that's see, right you can't see a tailing off but where you say an S-shaped curve, what you mean is that there's masses of sales and then there's fewer, then there's masses of sales. I mean, it, it's more kind of lumpy. It, it, it's more a case of... It means um, an yeah, S on its side. Uh, I do mean an S on its side. It's kind of the idea that, you know, tablet an sales previously were increasing and people thought they're going to be just like smartphones. It's going to grow and grow and grow. And actually it's got to a certain volume per year and it now looks like it's, it's flattening off. And so... You, you can look at the the numbers uh, in different way, but for example, uh, we're about fifty million in the last quarter, and there's the idea that that may then be fifty million in the quarter after that, and after that. Now, Christmas is always going to be a bit of an exception here. Uh, I think the important point to make is that tablets are not like smartphones in their sales volumes, and actually in many other ways. Yeah. Do people? What's the um, life cycle? Do you think people are replacing them? Yeah, and every year, like a smartphone, well, not every year, every two years. And that's where the consensus opinion comes from, why this has happened, mm. is that the life cycle of a tablet is longer than a smartphone. So people have bought the original iPad, and maybe now are only thinking about upgrading to the iPad Air, or not even then. I've always gone through life believing that iPad, you know, iPads owned the tablet market, and there were lots of other devices available out there, but nobody bought them in enough quantities to ever worry about it. And if you look at in a, in in the sort of the business I do, where you know we might be required to make apps or services, that certainly holds true for the people we team to service. But if if this market has if this market has plateaued and Apple's share is dropping, who's who's coming to replace them then? Well, it's everybody else, right? So <laughs> brilliant. That's, that's the <laughs> insightful analysis that we were after, and that ends the podcast. So that, right, no, it's uh, obviously got to think about Apple. Uh, sorry, Amazon. Amazon are hawking their Kindles, and you know it's a very, very nice deal if you're in the uh, the market for a tablet. Um, it's very difficult, actually, if you're a prime customer, to ignore them pushing the uh, the Kindle tablets at you. Uh, you've got the, uh, the the Huddle from Tesco, and also the um, what's the one from Aldi? The uh, oh, um, Medion Life tab. Well, but the, the difference there, though, is that Medion is a Brand in their own right. Fair, isn't fair it? point, but you know, as in the yeah. one that all these pushing, if you like. Then you've got Samsung, Lenovo, Asus, Acer. I mean, everyone and their dog is doing an Android tablet, right? And I think I'm right in saying Medion is actually uh, out of Lenovo itself as well. It's uh, one okay. of those sort of co brands. Uh, I think it's fair to say Samsung, as in the smartphone space, is kind of the big number two player. It's not quite at. <laughs> um, uh, it's easy to amuse you. It's not well, quite at Apple's it just, level. Just sums up by the, the the build quality recently that we've had with Samsung <laughs> devices. Um, but there's a whole load of fragmentation in terms of who's doing what. Right. Um, but the general pattern you could observe is there's been a kind of a flourishing of the, uh, should we say, sub two hundred pound tablet device, and then also even cheaper than that. So yeah. the huddle that you refer to is around the hundred pound uh, price mark, and even the Fire devices are that all of them are a cut below. Uh, the iPad, the iPad reigns supreme at the top end, and it's very similar to the smartphone space in that sense. But I think those cheaper Android devices are being used for something different. Well, so Rafe Blanford has furnished us with research before this episode. The, right. I, I was presented with a note beforehand, and the thing that, that on here I think is super interesting is 2014 market share, 
Um, Apple, 27% uh, market share with the iPad. Fine. I would have thought it would have been way higher, but the highest of, of all the market shares. I presume this is global market it share is, as well, yes. right? So there's going to be probably quite significant regional variations. But the thing that really surprised me was um, Samsung, 17%. So uh, n- not a distant second place, you know, as um, uh, so that was that I was surprised because I thought Samsung's devices, although there was tons and tons on the market, didn't still think that they were selling particularly well. Yes. But actually, then a bunch of other names or sort of small percentages, but others, forty four point four percent. So really, what we're saying here is that all of those, all of those other devices, lots surface. and lots, well, lots we and lots mentioned of brands. The surface yet. Well, I think there's a reason for that. But we can well, come we back to we'll come back to the Def- oh, do you remember the playbook? I, <laughs> nice doorstop. I, I found I found some, and I, I use this plural. I found some playbooks in the cupboards the other day. <laughs> Literally, no idea what to do with them. Okay. Uh, we, I feel like I should do something productive with them, but yeah, uh, what a, what a shame. Because actually, form factor wise, I quite liked that yeah, device. Yeah, yeah. Um, but forty four four percent of the market owned by others, and I mean that's not so. That's not Samsung, Lenovo, Asus, Acer. You know. Who is it who's got the who is it this the group that makes up this big share because that is substantially bigger than Apple you know the, 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 taken taken in combination but it's, it's all going to be two percent one percent three percent half a percent yeah whereas companies like Xiaomi with their MyPad yeah. and lots well, of other small players well, so it's, it's at least forty four one percent players otherwise they'd be on our list yeah so you know it's, it's basically it's OEM manufacturers that probably aren't that that aware. Are exposed to us here in the UK. So, so, but Rafe, you hinted at this. So, iPad is a sort of a multi-purpose, rich ecosystem kind of high-end device, and and Samsung, are, are, at least some of Samsung's tablets, are, are competitive in that space. But you know, all these, this other, you know, nearly half the market is kind of below the radar kind of map. What are these devices being used for? Where where is it coming from? Well, I think you have to look at them as basic media browsers. They're kind of or, or content consumption. It's something that the iPad, in its early life, got you know kind of slated with. But actually, I think you have to acknowledge now that the iPad is being used for more than that. But actually, if you go to the simplest level, it's basically video and internet consumption. Most of these tablet devices, the cheaper ones, are, are sitting on you know next to sofas on kitchen tables, and they're being used in the home for you know. An internet browser instead of having to go to your laptop or your desktop computer it might be used for video and there'll be some game usage in there and some app usage yeah but they're kind of a window onto the internet and it's the advantage of tablets is they're instant on readily portable around the home so you can have them wherever you like prop them up against a book or you know as a second screen when you're watching tv and it's sort of a different class of device from both computers and and smartphones and it's one of the bugbears that often tablets are lumped in with smartphones, but I actually think they're very different types of devices. And this is this is where it gets confusing because Apple have chosen to have the same operating system on their on their smartphones and tablets all the way up to their their larger tablets. Android does the same, but doesn't. But not really. Well, but doesn't differentiate, doesn't draw a line between the devices. And yeah. I suppose there's more form factors as well. So you've got well, more, yeah, more yeah, scaling yeah. issues. And, and my experience is that the, the tablet experience is less refined. But then you get to uh, Windows, the Windows ecosystem, so yes. arguably third place. And that's where it all goes a bit a bit screwy because they're, I mean, I was looking at some Surface devices the other day. There, I don't think they are tablets. I just think they're laptops. Is that the Surface 3, by the way? 
the Surface Three, the new right, one, yeah. the yeah. new one. I was in, I was in, I was in America. Oh yeah, as I want to do sometimes. I, you know, I'm a. Because tra- tra- you didn't get Ebola. Uh, traveling well, the, it's not rife around the Washington no, DC you got, area. You got to be careful on the planes. Fair enough. Well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't, li- I wasn't licking anybody. You might have it right now. Fair enough. Well, I'm feeling pretty perky for uh, for, for someone. But um, three or four weeks. When did you go? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. To be honest, I think probably if I caught anything, it was a mild apathy about Microsoft devices. <laughs> but so I went into a Microsoft store, which looked exactly like an Apple store. Yes. Except for the number of people who were inside of it, it was. No, 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 I mean, yeah. it was. It was the the Apple store was the Apple store was down the hall. So I went to Tyson's Corner, which is a big mall not too far away from Dallas Airport in DC. And I think it's actually, if memory serves, and I'm going to show myself up now. I think it's where the first Apple store was ever opened, um, the first mall store. Now, you wouldn't know it from the store. So the Apple store today it just looks like a you know regular normal one, yeah. not very normal one. But go in big pine lightwood tables all the devices laid out the big tvs lined up along the walls but it was you know alarmingly quiet but it did give me some quality time with with surface tablets and i just think they're laptops and i think this is where there's an interesting diversity is that obviously windows phone has a has a specific kind of yeah. style and way of working but of course even on their tablet devices they're still using a, a desktop style of, of, of working. You know, there the, all of the tablets, all of the Surface devices were shown with keyboard covers on, and, you know, that keyboard cover includes a touchpad that you use to use a mouse. And hang on a minute. Which you've got to, because, well, yeah. This is just a laptop with the laptop bit slapped behind the screen instead of under the keyboard, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It partly reflects where the companies have come from, obviously Windows, with its kind of heritage in the desktop space, and... Apple have grown up the uh, iPhone to the iPad, uh, and Google obviously had great success in the smartphone space. But it also reflects the philosophies of the companies. But I agree with you, the Surface to me isn't a tablet in its keyboard configuration. It's a replacement for a laptop. Now, obviously, you can distinguish between the Surface Pro and the Surface RT, but in one sense, that's almost uh, irrelevant. I I think all the companies are looking to try to create universal platforms but that's still going to be you know, a few years away. And what I mean by that is the same thing running on your phone as your tablet, as your PC. And you, know, you have Chromebooks and what Google is looking to do there to unify things. But actually, that's going to be, I think, harder than people generally seem to, to think. And so it kind of does introduce this idea that uh, tablets have a, a broader reach than you might first think when you look at them, when you just define them as a, a bit of glass, basically, of between seven and 10 inches in Mm. size, you have to think about it as the the very cheap ones, which are basically a a way of creating kind of an internet portal screen. Then it's the sort of the tablets in the iPad mold, which are productivity, which you can attach a keyboard to, but are really designed to be held in the hand. And then the ones that, you know, if you like, are the transformers, and Asus do a whole bunch of these, and it's where Windows has probably found it sort of a, a niche, if you like. They haven't really come alive in that kind of standalone tablet space um, and the surface certainly have its advocates i mean they make no mistake marx has had to write off a lot of money in that space but looking a lot in, of money lo- looking a bit further ahead billion I, dollars or something like it, that. it is i actually think that sort of crossover between tablet and laptop is probably where a lot of things are going because the tablet is a standalone device or not a computer at the moment because of the limitations of the hardware in terms of you know the processing resource, so that's going to start to go away, and for me, it kind of pushes home the message that tablets are really replacements for PCs, 
they're not replacement for smartphones. Right. And I, I think that's what we'll see in the future. Okay, so a, a question then, because if, if the vast majority of the tablet market is being made up of these small players who we think are making specialist devices like media browsers, video viewers, web tablets, those kinds of things. Yeah. What, those devices aren't generally tied into an ecosystem. They typically run on Android, but they run on the, the non-Google, kind of super cheap, just make it work version of Android. Uh, are, are all the big ecosystems players just missing a trick here then by losing all of these people out of their ecosystem to just these these unconnected devices you know why why isn't there a, a why isn't there a windows video player or something that kind of m- means you can just watch your your i don't know your xbox video or, or whatever they call whatever the kids are calling it these days i think it's an interesting question can i tap on a little bit there or tack on a bit saying how many people go out and buy a rubbish one then think mm, i'll get an ipad well there's obviously a, a cost question there I think this is actually Android is ahead of the game in that cheap space. Uh, Microsoft is trying to get there, which is why they've removed the license fee for a certain set of devices, you know, below seven inches in terms of uh, screen size. And they're sort of introducing the idea that they're going to be doing sort of below $200 tablets. It's not going to reach that $100 mm-hmm. iPad price point. But certainly one of the trends we'll see this coming Christmas is Windows tablets coming on stream that are under £200, so a notable price difference from the iPad. When we talk about tablets, you can talk about that kind of media consumption or internet window as one class of device. Then there is the tablets in the traditional sense typified by the iPad, and then there's the kind of the transformer devices which are much closer to the laptop. And so if we think about those three classes, will will they come together more... Possibly, I think there's a a price element there, and it's also what you want to do with a device. If I can introduce something at the other end of the scale, it's also the rise of phablet devices. You could perhaps sort of say that's a reason maybe tablet sales have trailed off a bit because if we're we're talking these large screen smartphones, six and a half inches, six inches and above, I mean, it depends where you draw the line. But certainly, I've seen people using those who, for scenarios which probably would have been tablet problems. Until this point, it's in the home, kind of browsing the internet, you know, and you talk to them and they are, oh, I couldn't have done this with my smartphone before I was using a tablet, but actually mm-hmm. I just want to use one device or I can't afford to have a tablet as well. The thing I was thinking about is when do tablets uh, at the tight high end, when do tablets start to sort of become indistinguishable from, from laptops? When do they start to replace them in the way that we've always argued mobile is going to sort of erode desktop? And then when 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 do... When does you know small tablets really just become phablets and, and you can't blow the lines? Because I'm thinking I've tried to work on my iPad just in my business day, and I'd say I mean finger in the air, eighty percent of what I need to do in a what I would describe as a fairly normal office job, I can do perfectly well on an iPad. Is, is the the hardware isn't the problem? I don't think. I think it's more the software isn't available or hasn't been imagined correctly yet tablets but I, I don't but i think if you look at the bulk of what people do it's the it's the 20 percent. it's the minority stuff that's specialist because if i think about the apps and services we use in my business got all the standard office email mm. calendar contact stuff which most of them do perfectly adequately and all the rest of our certain you know, services like you know kind of an intranet or business expensive apps, system expensive, it's all done through a browser which it which equally well just works as well through 
from a tablet. Right, but is an aging is that an aging browser or is it you know you know where uh, so some offices or some companies you can only use Internet Explorer six or seven or eight to access that SAP system that they've custom coded. You know that's true, true, and, and I mean I suppose there is a bit of that going on, but I mean that that will. At the, at the time, at the time that those systems are replaced, they'll be replaced with systems that have responsive mobile interfaces because you know it's difficult to buy systems that don't have you know responsive uh, uh, you know interfaces and things now. So where, where I struggle with a tablet is if someone FaceTimes me. If I'm having a FaceTime, if I'm having a FaceTime work conversation or a Hangout conversation, I can't then do anything else. I think that's quite interesting. I can't. Yeah, that, that uses the tablet exclusively. I think that multitasking point is an interesting one because tablets have grown up as basically being a single action at a time you haven't had windows in it and certainly when i've been trying to work on a tablet that's the issue i've come across which is why we've seen samsung introduce the idea of side-by-side apps that's something that's rumored for ios 9 you know windows 8 already has it so i wonder if that will will change things I do like this. I do like the. I suppose maybe it's not a technology thing, but I do quite like the imposed self-discipline of I'm doing a task and I haven't got 13 other windows distracting me because I would say in my, in my working day those windows are more frequently a distraction than they are a benefit. So yeah. that's an interesting point. Yeah. For me, the the fundamental limitation here is actually still the screen, and it's that screen size that largely dictates what you do. And so when I've been talking to people, I say. Think about it in three categories, and it's actually the up to seven inch size, which is largely a, a totally portable device. Then there's seven to ten inches, which is kind of the nat- natural tablet category, but not oh, not always. And then there's above ten inches, which is when you get into laptop and desktop space. And each of those, you you end up doing different things, and they have different location contexts as well. Um, I wonder whether the thing that would change that kind of pattern and whether you carry more than one device, as Ben describes, is the ability to either have something like a flexible screen. That seems a bit sci-fi and a bit far away, but there could be more intelligent use made of screen mirroring or using screens that already exist. And so, for example, something like a, a tablet or a phone, we've seen several efforts over the years from Motorola, and from others to you know, kind of the device that you can plug in and then becomes a bigger device. Yeah. That still fundamentally appeals to me in some ways, but the trouble is you need software that will customize itself to each of those screens, and they're not clever enough to do that yet. And it just feels like it's a bit too hard and there's a bit too much effort. You know, you're in the home, you've got a big TV screen. Why is that not more used by the devices around you? And it's not just about the screen mirroring technology, which is kind of there now. It's admittedly not widespread, but there are other barriers to that kind of you know, vision. The failing there always seemed to me that you, you, you centered on one device and had lots of different screen sizes. And actually buying additional memory and chips and processors and that kind of stuff really isn't a, isn't a significant cost driver anymore. And so you might as well have the hardware tailored to the platform where it lives and that's why those kind of docking stations haven't really taken off and and also you do want a more tailored customized experience so um maybe there will always be a a high-end tablet uh a, a high-end tablet world but what we'll see is far more um far more overlap and also maybe some of that cultural change so some of those beliefs that if it's work it has a ta- has a keyboard as you as you were saying mm-hmm. that actually it you, if you walked into an office today and you saw a person on a, a person on a laptop and a person on an iPad, I think 
in in my organisation and probably most in sort of you know Western Europe, Western world, and Europe and North America, you'd say person on the personal tablet is doing personal stuff or is playing games or is doing non-work. Person on the laptop is probably working, you know. And actually, it would become far more culturally acceptable to see people sat there with all manner and range of devices and say, well, actually, that person's just doing their their email, you know, they're they're doing comms and that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And obviously, the the connective ingredient in this is also the idea of seamlessly moving from one to the other which we're you know, seeing coming in now with continuity with ios 8 same thing with uh, android l you know windows has obviously been pushing that for a while it's all done done through the cloud but actually that seamless sort of data anywhere pick up your experience and start it somewhere else it hasn't really come to fruition in a way that makes me feel i can rely on it because i would be perfectly happy you know to carry a phone and then continue on something at home by plugging it into another screen or just you know, have another device around the home, each one suited to a specific task. But at the moment, that kind of continuous work stream is, is a pain, which is why you end up carrying the three devices around. Well, you know, I'm still battery surfing, right? In the, um, I'll, I'll use my iPad because, you know, partially because my, my smartphone battery is going down or I know I've got to do a phone call later on in the afternoon, so I need to keep the, the smartphone battery uh, charged or, or I don't want to use it that much. That's still a problem. And actually, uh, funny you say that, on my way home the other day, I used my laptop until it ran out of juice and then switched to my tablet to finish my emails. And then when that ran out of juice, then switched ah. to my smartphone. And it, it, to, so to smartphone's a critical dream. one, right? Well, but to complete a working day, I needed to exhaust the battery on all three devices. Now, clearly, you know, like you, I kind of run from charger to charger to keep everything topped up. But this was only, you know, a standard working day. So that's going to be a major limiting factor in the future. What's the future then? Uh, Brief predictions because Ofcom's report, media consumption report, on the difference between 2012-2013 indicated that tablet usage has effectively doubled in the UK marketplace. And when you look at how things are moving, does that mean this time next year, from 2013 to 14, do you reckon tablet usage will have doubled again or will have just gone up incrementally? What do you think, Ray? If we talk about the future, it goes back to the original question, you know, are tablets going away? Absolutely not. It's just a, that's just a function of the life cycle. Tablets are going to become more important, but I think as Ben suggested, those blurring lines at each end are only going to you know, come to, to the front more. I do think there is going to be a place for that kind of high-end tablet, which is you know that seven to ten-inch screen sweet spot because it's a portability while still having a decent screen size. But I do expect there to be far more of this kind of continuous experience moving from one device to another. And so the idea of a tablet as a standalone category will will start to go away a little bit. Right, but could you answer the question, please, with the greatest of respect? And which question would that be? The question, Mr. Blandford, was: Are we going to see tablet usage continue to double? I don't think it will double again. What will it do? Because I think uh, you were talking about it being at 40%. I don't see it going to... 80%. Uh, 80%. I think actually 40% is probably a fairly... fairly oh, okay, between low. the 55 and 64 demographic, um, in 2012, oh, sorry, 2012, yeah, uh, 10% of adults in that 54 to 60-odd bracket, 10% were using tablets. That's now gone to 20. I, th- I think that tablets are going to be your first computer and your last computer. So... The you know like that like that the the you will have more richer more powerful devices put that on the poster yeah put it on the poster um, for um, you know you're gonna have richer more powerful devices for your workplace or maybe for hobbies yep. and things like that in the home and 
But actually, if you think about it, you know, what's the first what's the first devices we're putting in kids' hands now? Well, we talked tablets, about at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We put in tablets because it does a bit of games, does a bit yeah. of comms, simple interface, affordable, doesn't matter if they break. And then I think about grandparents. Well, exactly. actually, we tried buying, I mean, in our family, we tried buying them laptops so they could do Skype yeah. and, you know, try, try too to... Too much, isn't it? Well, try, try to give somebody who never really owned a computer before something something with Windows on it, with all its confusing... Right clicks well, and all that nonsense. E- even yeah. more basic than that. It's popped up a message that says, this is outdated and it needs a constant care and tension. And yet they came on holiday to see us, picked up the iPad. I'm and, pleased you said iPad, but Karen. Well, pick, pick, picked up the iPad in our house and were Skyping without our help. In fact, we came home and realized the battery had run out because they'd been, you know, Skyping family members and things in the day and just took to it absolutely easily. And these were the people who were intimidated by a Windows tablet. And the point is that we've got a whole generation of people who will be less and less intimidated by technology, you know, becoming. Uh, becoming pensioners and becoming sort of uh, people outside the workplace as they retire, but as their needs will, their their needs for high performance computing will diminish. Microsoft Word, comms, and that yeah. kind of stuff will remain really important, and tablets uh, excel at that. Yeah, you, I think you absolutely nailed it there, Ben. In that, you know, first and last, computer, a great phrase. And what's important in that distinction is they will still have a phone, and it will be a smartphone. That's the anywhere, everywhere device. The tablet is portable, but you don't necessarily take it everywhere. It's movable from one room of the house to another, or maybe when you go on holiday. And so I, I think maybe we'll see a, a two, two categories of devices, the everywhere device and then the computing device. Yeah. I mean, really, really interesting to see the, uh, the, the confusing one here, I think, is that the fact that what dominates the market now is maybe a function of who was first in and had the most money to spend rather than actually the shape of the market in in the long term which was something Rafe Blanford made me think about that sort of stuff with his numbers there we go. okay gents thank you very much season seven has been enormously fun it has uh, if you have a long way if you've enjoyed listening to this or indeed disagreed with anything we've said which are the, are the, are the are probably not the have order have there that, been any more tools <laughs> they're not the order that those things normally occur in uh, let us know go to uh, 361podcast.com you can tweet us at 361podcast you can email us from the links on the website using the form or the email address there thank you very much for listening thank you very much for all of your lovely feedback and comments we really appreciate them mm. and it makes it worthwhile doing we will be back very soon with season eight we are planning our hundredth episode which will Come be the first, uh, the first episode of season eight so planning the uh, you, you and is going out to bulk by streamers and party hats oh yes even as we speak thank you very much for listening bye bye